There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Amen. Come on, let's go. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. God, we're open and we're ready. Speak to us over these next few moments to get the glory out of everything tonight, God. Lift your hands in the building and no line. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. Speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this series is called The God of the Details, and we started it on Sunday. Uh, Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps. Say, my steps are directed. Now, if your steps are directed, this means that if you're hard-headed, you don't follow directions. And you got to hear me. Hard-headed people often experience unnecessary drama in life. And we're about to cancel that for the rest of your life. You're not going to have any unnecessary mess, any unnecessary drama, any unnecessary loss. You ready? Any unnecessary bankruptcy, any unnecessary divorce, because you're about to start following the directions. Would you lift your hand and say, Lord, make me obedient. The Lord directs the steps. So what is included in your steps? In your steps is a start. In your steps is a stop. In your step is a suddenly. And in your steps, watch me, sometimes God will even allow pain to be in your steps. There are certain things God could have blocked, but he said, you're not going to listen until you hit your head. Let's talk. There are certain things that every parent knows that as a parent, you wanted to keep your child from going through. But you recognize if your child did not go through that, that your child would not hear you. So they needed to go through something. And sometimes more is taught than taught. So your God is so into the details of your life that he will allow pain. Is there anybody in the building? Or online beside me where you've gone through some painful things. Watch me. That it was so painful, you said, I'm not going to step that way again. Because if he directs your steps, sometimes he's got to make sure that he incentivizes you not to go that direction again. I bet you won't date that type of man again. Let's talk. I bet you won't date that type of woman again. I bet you won't trust that type of person again. I bet you won't do that again. I, I wish you'd look at somebody and say, I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I bet you won't do that again. Why? Because sometimes pain is one of the best teachers to keep you out of future problems. He's in your starts, he's in your stops, he's in your 70s, and he allows pain. And because he directs your steps, this means he doesn't discuss them to get your approval. God does not need your approval. He does not need you to like what he said. Everybody look at me. Just because you don't like it, watch me, that don't mean nothing to God. God says, I said what I said, and when I said it, I meant what I said. And just because you don't like it, that don't change nothing. Every parent in this building and online, you've had your child question you because they, at some point, started smelling themselves let's talk at some point they began to believe that they knew more than you and you trying to tell them baby I've been there I've done that what you trying to do baby I did it better than you you trying to be sneaky but your mama was a y'all ain't gonna you trying to be sneaky but you ready 
So they'll begin to question you. And as they begin to question you, at a certain point as a parent, after you hear all these, well, why this and why this and why that? At a certain point, you know what you say, parent? Because I said so. And you need to understand, God is not negotiating with you. He's not going back and forth with you. But how do you feel about it? He could care less because he knows what is in you because he made you. And since he made you, you ready? He knows how much pain you can bear. Because he made you, he knows how much pressure you can take. Because he made you, he knows how many issues you can deal with. Which means whatever you're in, lay your hands on yourself, say, you got this. Because God's got you. Ready? He directs. He doesn't discuss these things with you to get your approval. Now, if you follow American Jesus, American Jesus cares what you think. But that's not Bible Jesus. Because Bible Jesus says, this is what I said. Uh, there was one day where they needed to feed the people. There were 5,000 men plus women and children. Uh, they said, well, what do we have to feed them? Uh, in fact, his disciples said to him, Lord, let's send these people away. To us, this doesn't make sense that you would try to use us to meet the need. See, for some of you, you keep saying, Lord, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> and God says, nope, I've chosen you, I've picked you, I called you, and I'm not getting somebody else to do it. And if you don't do it, I'll send a fish to swallow your disobedient... If you don't do it, I'll make them fire you. If you don't do it, you'll never get a call back on a job. If you don't do it, you... Is there anybody beside me where you tried to run from what God said to do, but God came and snatched you up? We're about to give a snatch up praise in this building and online. Where you tried to run, but God snatched you up. On three, release your praise right there. One, two, three, go, go, go. Snatched you up. Snatched you up. Snatched you up. Just one, just one. He snatched you up. Look at somebody say, he snatched you up. So he says... He says to them, he says, he says to them, hey, he says, I want you to find a way to feed them. They said, well, shouldn't you get somebody else to do this? Send these people away. Jesus said, no, you do it. Look at somebody close to you say, you do it. Online, tag somebody, tell them, say, you do it. You can say, well, why can't somebody else deal with this business? Nope, you do it. Why can't somebody else do this job? Nope, you do it. Why can't somebody else go back and forth? Nope, you do it. Why can't somebody else serve? You do it. You ain't got... Why can't somebody else deal with these family issues? You do it. Why can't somebody else start the nonprofit? You do it. Why can't somebody else be faithful to God? You do it. Everything you try to put on somebody else's plate, God says, I put it on yours because you know how to handle it. You know exactly what to do. And while you're complaining about how overwhelmed you are, have you noticed that you're doing it? While you're complaining about how overwhelmed you are, have you noticed that you're getting it done? Please, 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 tell somebody say, you do it. I feel like preaching on this Wednesday night. They said, send the people away. Let somebody else deal with this. Let them, let them go handle this themselves. They grown. Let them go handle this. You know what? You know what Jesus said? No, you do it. Then he asked Philip a question. He says, now where are you going to get food to feed them? He tells them to do it knowing that they don't have what they need to do it. And then says, what are you going to do to do it? Because Philip said, Philip, the Bible says that he said this to Philip because he was testing Philip to see what Philip's response would be. Because he didn't need Philip's approval. He just needed Philip's obedience. And for some of you, you got to hear me. You keep discussing. And God says, I already directed. You think I'm going to change my mind because of your circumstances. And I'm saying you better obey me in your circumstances. You think I'm going to change my mind because on Monday it looked good, but then on Tuesday you looked at the report and it didn't look so good. He's, I'm not changing my mind. I said what I said because I direct your steps and they're not up for discussion. They're not up for approval. I said what I said. So the Bible says that he... He asked Philip, where are you going to get food to feed all of these? And, and he says this, testing him. He said, well, the only thing we have, the on, look at me, the only thing we have, look at me, the only thing we have is two fish and five loaves of bread. Two, witness. Five, grace, favor, supernatural, miracle. He said, what you have is all you need. Look at me, look at me. When you keep telling God what you don't have, what you're really saying is I don't have faith that you have the ability to take what I have and to turn it into something greater than what it is. 
But did he not take nothing and turn it into something in Genesis? Did he not take dirt and breathe into it and turn it into a living, breathing soul? Did he not blow and make the wind blow so that the Red Sea parted? Did he not let manna fall from heaven? Did he not heal a issue of blood for a woman that had it for 12 years? And what he didn't do in years, he did it in one day. So, so, so he says, Peter, he says, Philip, 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 Philip. All you got is two fish, five loaves of bread. Say, what I have is all I need. Watch this line to get what I want. They don't shout over here. I'm going to come back. Y'all get it right next time. Come on. Online and on this side. Say, what I have is all I need to get everything I want. I'm going to try y'all. Come on now. Come on now. Say, what I have is all I need to get everything I want. Let's try it like one big old choir online and in the building. Say, what I have is all I need to get everything I want. So let's go. So let's go. So let's go. So, so, so he says, sit everybody down. He says, sit everybody down. Bring order. Bring structure. And he said, um, now, the 12 of you, pay attention, the 12 of you, that um, serve the baskets. He said, you're going to serve the food. Bible says he blesses it, he breaks it, he blesses it, he breaks it, which means before it was broken, it was blessed. Okay? Which means if you're going through something that's breaking you, pay attention. Pray, pray attention. He blessed you before he... This why your breaking is actually your making. This why your breaking is actually your blessing. This is why what the enemy meant for evil. Y'all, I feel like preaching tonight. God, turn that thing. God, turn that thing for your good. All right, so watch. He blesses, he blesses it. He breaks it. He blesses, he breaks it. He serves it to the 12. He serves it to the 12. See, let me push some of you. Let me push some of you. Some of you, your miracle is going to be in your serving. Just pay attention. The 12 then served it to the multitude. And then watch what the Bible says. The Bible says that they collected up all of the leftovers. And who all got a basket of leftovers? The 12 that served. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Which means you went from doubting that I could to now you got a basket full. And if you read the story, the Bible says everybody got as much as they wanted until they were filled. Which means my miracle ain't going to be just enough. I'm going to get all that I want and I'll be full. I'll be satisfied. I'll lack nothing. Please, I got to move on. But would you touch somebody close to you and say, you're going to be full and you will lack nothing. Let's go. He directs, he doesn't discuss for your approval. So he didn't need Philip's approval. He just needed Philip's obedience. Say, God just needs me to obey. He doesn't even need you to understand. For those of you that are intellectuals, this is your big problem. Because you want to intellectualize God, which is why your God is very small. Which is why your God, watch me, which is why your God doesn't seem like he can do much. Because you made him in your image. And you made him in your likeness because you're trying to intellectualize what can't be intellectualized. It can only be spiritualized. God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Which means you've locked your God in the time. Well, he ain't done it yet so he can't do it. But he's a spirit which means he's not bound by time. Which means that God says I can do it, watch me, at any time, any place, anywhere. He's a spirit so he's not bound by location. Which means God says, watch me, I know that you already left the city where you had the issue. I know you already left the job where you had the issue. But watch me, but God says I can go back and clean up what you... Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Because he's not bound by time. He's not bound by location. I need you to speak this. Say, my God is big. He. You ready? 
He directs, he doesn't discuss before your approval. And the steps that he directs don't have to make sense to you. Whose steps does he direct? He directs the steps of the godly. Well, who's that? That's the righteous. Well, who's the righteous? According to Romans 3.22, that's every person that believes in Jesus. So what does the scripture say? He delights in every detail of their lives, which means God's into the details. Come on, Wednesday. Say he's into the details of my life. What details? Well, a detail, uh, to get the details, you got to know the who, you got to know the what, the where, the why, the how, the when. Uh, all of these things are part of the details. God's into who you are. God is into who's around you. God is into what you're doing. God is into what you're not doing. <laughs> God is into where you are. God is into where you should not be. Let's talk. God is into why you do what you do. See, the heart behind what you do matters to God because you may do it, but God says your heart ain't right. You didn't hear what I just said. See, there's certain people like, I'm doing all the right things and I ain't getting the right results. Check your heart, boo, because your heart is why you're not getting the right results. Your, your heart is why you're not getting the right results. Because if your heart was right, watch me, then you'd yield the right fruit. Sometimes God has to let you see your own heart when you do not see the results that you want to have. Because sometimes you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it for your glory? Are you doing it for his? Are you doing it so that people can see you? Or are you doing it, watch me, so that God can celebrate you? Are you doing it, watch me? Because many of us, the, the, what motivates us to do certain things are not from a pure place. Are, are, you, are you doing it because, watch me, because it's the right thing to do? Or are you doing it because you want to see your ex seeing you do it? Come on, somebody say the why matters to God. How you do what you do matters to God. God is not into a lack of excellence. God is not into us doing things, watch me, that we don't do well. He's not into us doing things that we don't do with a sense, watch me, with a sense that what I'm doing, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. You ready? Watch me. He's into the who, the what, the where, the why, the how, and the when. What does this mean? Time and timing matters to God. Look at Isaiah 60, 22. The smallest family will become a thousand people, and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. You missed the verse, so let me back that thing up so you get it. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. You missed it. He's into the details, which means God says, at the right time, which means, you know why it couldn't happen last month? Wasn't the right time. Uh, you know why that relationship didn't work? Wasn't the right time. You know why that business didn't work? Wasn't the right time. But what if I came to told you and came to tell you tonight that in the last three months of this calendar year, say I'll be in the right time, at the right place, and God's about to make it happen. Put a praise behind that Wednesday. Let's go. Let's go. So, so watch timing. The Bible and God, the Bible and God are based around the Hebrew calendar. And that Hebrew calendar, whatever I taught you, has four spring feasts and three fall feasts, totaling seven. Seven is the biblical number of shalom, completion. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. Now, during these feasts, there's three in the fall. The first is the Feast of Trumpets, which is known as Rosh Hashanah, when the year turns over, which means our new is already now. This was September 17th. God gave us a three and a half month head start on the new year. So while the rest of the world is talking about Happy New Year on December 31st, we're going to be like, I got my head start back in September. While they're making resolutions for what they're going to do in January, you're going to say, I finished that by December. You ready? All right. But then the second is the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur. We honored that last Wednesday, the holiest of all of the seven feasts. It's when God seals judgment concerning the next 12 months of your life. We fast on that day and we honored that day. And then the final um, began on Sunday, which is known as the Feast of Tabernacles. In the Bible, it's also known as the Feast of Sukkot, the Feast of Booths, and the Feast of Tents. It's times that God meets with us. Or the scripture teaches it this way. It's an open heaven. Say open heaven. Now, uh, when, it, when you have this open heaven, that means there's no impediment. It means there's no, listen, that means that there's no blockage. It means that there's no interference. Now, some of you say, but Bishop, I feel like it's a lot of blockage and a lot of interference and a lot of impediments. Watch me. That's because you're looking for the wrong thing. Watch me. 
Well, watch me. Because if you go to Daniel chapter 10, when Daniel prayed, the Bible says, the day you pray, I released the answer to you. But for 21 days, 21 days, I was blocked by the Prince of Persia. There was this spirit assigned to you that was really assigned to the region that you were in. Watch me. Which means, Daniel, you're bigger than your zip code. Come on. Some of you are like, why do I deal with so many big issues? Because it's an indication of what the enemy had to assign to you because of how much you're carrying. If you weren't carrying much, you wouldn't have much opposition. If you weren't filled with much, you wouldn't have much opposition. Some of you should shout, watch me, not because of what's going right, but because of what's not going right. Because it's your indication of how big you're carrying something huge. You're carrying something big. Please, Wednesday Saints, something big is on the inside of me. You know you're mature when you can shout over what's not going right. So pay attention. For 21 days, for 21 days, Daniel's answer was held up. When Daniel got the answer, finally, the scripture says, pay attention, that uh, they had broken through to get Daniel the answer, but the prince of Persia was still creating resistance. Which means, Daniel, you got your answer. Uh Uh-uh. You missed it. You you, you missed it. Bishop, I feel like there's interference. But you got your answer, though. I'll talk over here. But, Bishop, I still feel like I'm being blocked. But you got your answer, though. Bishop, all these things are coming against me. But you got your answer, though. We're under an open heaven, and the answer I need, God, make sure I'm going to get it. Slap somebody a high five say, but you got your answer, though. All right, let's go. So this Feast of Tabernacles, see, because you're looking at, well, uh, how, how, come the, how come the Lord didn't stop the enemy totally? Okay, well, think of it this way. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. If he stops the enemy totally, and you have no resistance, um, let, me, let me make it plain to you. A plane, the only reason a plane stays in the air is, is because the plane, watch me, it gets lift from the wind that's coming. Wait, 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 wait. which means, which means, I, I told y'all, I like these, I, I'm into aviation. I don't know, maybe the Lord is, is, is speaking to me. <laughs> No, not to be no pilot. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. We. <laughs> I ain't, uh, ain't going to speak that out loud. All I'll say is you'll see me fly up in it. Listen. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready? Okay. Pay attention. Everybody look at me. So, so I like watching these videos about aviation, how aviation accidents happen. And planes and pilots and flying. It's just, it's so fascinating to me. I, it is just, it's the craziest thing. I don't know how. I just, one day I just said, this is so fascinating to me. There's so many leadership lessons you can learn. Because the number one reason that planes crash isn't because of mechanical failure. It's because pilots forget their training when they're under pressure. Because it's one thing to train. It's another thing to be in the trauma of the moment. And for some of y'all, you know what's crazy? Is you know the right thing to do. But when you're in that moment... I pray you don't forget your training. Ah! I pray you don't forget your training. I pray you don't forget your training when you're under pressure. Let's go. So, 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 so the reason that a plane stays in the air is because of the wind that comes against the plane. Because it gives the plane what's called lift. A plane doesn't fly straight. Uh, It doesn't. A plane tilts its nose slightly up so that wind can get above and beneath the wings. And that's what keeps the plane in the air. So for some of y'all, you're like, why didn't the, why didn't the Lord just stop the devil? Coming? Why, didn't he get to, why didn't he get rid of my resistance? Why did he get rid of that? Because if he gets rid of your resistance, you're going to have what's called a stall. And a stall means that the plane, watch me, because there's no more resistance, the plane will fall out of the sky. And for some of you, you want to know why you're still praying? Resistance. You want to know why you're still in church? Resistance. You want to know why you're still worshiping? Resistance. You want to know why you keep fighting? Resistance. All right. Let's go. So, 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 um, we're under this open heaven, right? 
Say, we're under the open heaven. Say, and I'm getting my answers. Resistance and all, you're getting your answers. And I taught you on Sunday that the Feast of Tabernacles represented three things. One, touched by God's glory. In 2 Chronicles 5.3, it says that the festival of booths, which is tabernacles, they were offering countless sacrifices, which is one of the reasons, again, why um, that during the fall feast and spring feast, we sacrifice something financially. And you have to take this serious because you cannot expect to get the results of what you don't release. You cannot expect to get benefits from what you didn't, but for what you did not sacrifice. Um, you cannot expect. It's kind of like these people who, um, you know, if you go up old school church, they say something like this. Lord, bless those that gave. And those that, no. If you didn't get, no, no, that ain't, that ain't even a joke. If you didn't get nothing, you ain't finna get nothing. Well, he knows my heart. It's the difference between being unable and being unwilling. You were unwilling. That's very different than unable. You had it. You just didn't want to. That's very different than not having anything. Let me show you how deep this is to God. There was a widow woman, and all she had was two, two mites, which literally is a half a penny. I don't even know how you calculate what a half a penny is. Could you imagine trying to calculate that today? That'll be a half a penny. Cut half that penny off and hand me that. Run me that. Like, how do you do that? Okay. I didn't even do that from a pragmatic standpoint. So the Bible says that Jesus sat there and he watched what everybody gave, which means, watch me. You want to know the time Jesus is watching church offering? He ain't watching the word. He is the word. He's not watching worship. He inhabits worship. He inhabits the praises of his people. You want to know the part of church Jesus sits back and watches? The offering. That's the part he watches. He sits back and he watches. He says, now, okay, okay, that's, that's all you gave me? He, okay, he, he, said, he said, watch me. Okay, so you come to get, but you don't give. You come to receive, but you don't release. You come to benefit, but then you, okay, okay. He takes sacrifice seriously. So don't be mad at your neighbor when they get their harvest. If you didn't release. Somebody say he gives seed to the sower. Right? So God honors sacrifices. What's a sacrifice? Giving up what you want now for what you want most. Look at verse 13. Singers praised and thanked the Lord in unison, accompanied by the musical instruments, and they were all saying, He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Everybody say the Say, The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Come on, everybody say with me. Say, The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Come on, everybody say with me. Say, The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. When they kept saying that, the Bible says, then the Lord's temple was filled with a cloud and God's glory filled the temple. Which means it wasn't just his omnipresence. They felt hit the weight of his presence. I need you to lift your hands in this building and online. We're going to move, but I just want you to do what they did. Say, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Jesus, say, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Come on, say it again. Say, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Say, God, fill me with your glory. Say, give me a recharge of the Holy Ghost. So I can end this year strong. Shout glory. Come on, in the building and online, shout glory. Put a praise behind that right there. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What's going to be the difference? His glory. How are you going to make it? His glory. How are you going to do what you do? His glory. How are you going to take nothing and turn it into something? His glory. What's his glory? That's his goodness. What's his glory? That's when God throws his weight around on your behalf. What's his glory? It's when God makes them approve you for something that makes you the bank. All right, I'm about to say something crazy. Everybody can't get with this, and that's cool if you can't, but just those of you that got big faith like mine that can call something into, into existence, just touch somebody close to you say, and you'll be the bank. If you don't have faith for that, do nothing. Do nothing. But for the rest of us, he said, I'd be the lender, 
and not to borrow, which means God's about to make them give you something and you're about to flip that money. You're about to flip that money. You're about to flip those resources. You're about to flip it. You're about to be the bank, the lender, and not the shall glory. Let's go to work. Number two, number two, number two, number two, number two, number two. Number two, number two. What did the Feast of Tabernacles represent? It represented when temporary dwellings that they lived in while they were harvesting. Okay. Now, this is what, this was good to me on Sunday. It was temporary dwellings that they lived in while they were harvesting. Say temporary dwellings. Okay, listen carefully. Um, which means there's, there's certain things you have to be okay with them not being permanent. Sometimes your desire for permanent will make you miss purpose. There were temporary dwellings that they lived in while they were harvesting, which means when it was harvest time, watch me, they had to set up these booths or these tabernacles or these tents that they set right next to the harvest field because when it was harvest time, you couldn't carry all of your harvest back to your home. So for a temporary period of time, you had to be uncomfortable, it wasn't convenient, and it was not how you calculate it. But the key word is the underlined word on the screen. And in the building, you, you're going to shout it online, you're going to type it in all caps. It's only temporary. You're not going to have to deal with they trifling behind forever. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You're not going to have to deal with they mess forever. You're not going to have to live with somebody forever. You're not going to need somebody to pick you up and drop you off forever. You're not going to be at that level of employment forever. You're not going to be at that income bracket forever. You won't be depressed or in anxiety forever. Please, Wednesday, say this is only temporary. Now, here's the thing. The Bible says that, that it was temporary dwellings, but listen, it was only when they were harvesting. When they were harvesting. Okay. Which means when things become, look at me, when things feel like they're unstable, I don't like your silence. When things feel like they're temporary, when things don't feel settled, when things don't feel permanent, when things aren't comfortable, when things aren't convenient because you used to the schedule you used to and you used to doing it how you used to doing it. When it's not how you calculate it, it feels like wilderness, but it's not wilderness. Look at your screen. It's actually your harvest time. For every person where you got some stuff that's not convenient, that's not comfortable, that's not how you calculate it, I need you to lift your hands and worship your God because it's proof to you. You ain't in no wilderness. It's harvest time. You might have to be on a plane, train, an automobile, but it's harvest time. You might have to go back and forth, but it's harvest time. You might have to deal with some things that are not what you're accustomed to, but it's harvest time. You may have to deal with some people that are not what you're used to, but it is. Let's go. Let's go. Last thing around. 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 Touch your neighbor. Say, let's go. Okay, all right. Okay, wrong neighbor, because that's important that they say it the right way. Touch the other neighbor, say, let's go. All right, wrong neighbor, wrong neighbor, wrong neighbor. Can you touch somebody? Say, let's go. Okay, here it is. <laughs> here it is. It was their transition. Get you a fourth neighbor. Just, just touch a fourth neighbor. Touch a fourth neighbor. Touch a fourth neighbor. Say, I know you're in transition. 
Say, but this is the best time to do it. Because this is Tabernacles. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. So it was their transition from Egypt to the wilderness. From the wilderness to the promise. When they were in transition, look at Leviticus 23, 43. I made the Israelites live in temporary shelters. In other words, I didn't let them get the house. I didn't let them get the position. I didn't let, the, I didn't let, watch me, I di, watch me, watch me, listen to me carefully. I didn't let them get the permanency that they wanted. Because they would have settled for something in the wilderness. Look at me. Look at me. Anything God didn't let happen. We, we, listen, this is going to be probably your biggest praise of the night. Anything God didn't let happen. Watch me. That's a good thing. I don't need you to be mad. I don't need you to be angry. I don't need you to be frustrated. I, watch me. I don't, need you, I don't need you to be angry at people. I need you to release people. I need you to be okay with anybody that says, I'm not sure. Tell them, when well, I'm sure you can go. Baby, bye. You ready? Okay. Here's why. Because the Lord says, I made them live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. Why did you make them do this, God? Because I knew that their desire for something permanent. Their desire to not feel like there's so much going on. Look, look at me. Let, let me get in your business. It's just a lot. Who, who said that to people? It's a lot going on in my life right now. It's just, people say, what's going on? I can't even tell you. It's just a lot. You ready? Okay, look at me. God says, God says, listen, I know you. And I'm into the details of you. And if I, look at me, and if I let you get the feeling of permanent that you want, I know you will settle. You're not listening. You'll stop fighting. You'll stop serving. You'll stop being faithful online. You'll stop being faithful in the building. So I have to allow you to be in some temporary. Because you're not going to go through all that hell just to settle in the wilderness. You didn't go through all of what you went through just to settle in the wilderness. We're almost done. Would you just elbow somebody and say, you're not going to settle after all you've been through. They would have settled in the wilderness and never made it to the promise. So God never let them get comfortable in the wilderness. He kept them in a state of transition and harvest. So while it ain't permanent, they stack it. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. While they in transition, they stack it. While they had to be here, they stack him. While they moved over here, they stack it. What do you mean? I'm harvesting. I'm getting not just money, I'm getting skills. Come on here. I'm not just getting skills, I'm getting wisdom, I'm getting strength, I'm getting power, I'm getting authority, I'm getting ability. Every step I take, every move I make, I'm stacking. He made the Israelites live in temporary shelters, booths, tabernacles. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt. Elbow the person next to you, we're almost done. Say, say, I know how it feels. Say, but trust me, it's working for your good. Last verses, last verses, we gotta go. Nehemiah 9, 12. So here's the summary. He says, you led our ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire by night so that they could find their way. So he brings them out of Egypt where they had permanent 
but they were slaves. It's offensive for you to say to God, God, when I was in the world, things were better. But you were, ooh. He just held my tongue. You were a loosey-goosey. Okay? It's offensive. Come on here, tell your story. Come on here, let's go. It's offensive to say, you know what? In my past relationship, in my old relationship, you know, at least I had, at least, at least it was some spontaneity. He was Ike. Yeah, you didn't know whether, how you were going to get hit that day. Are you joking? That's offensive to God. See how really just got? It's offensive to God to say, back when I was in the world and I was selling dope, I Sir! I know nobody say dope no more, but you know, dope is an all-encompassing word for all drugs that are sold. You are a whole drug dealer! So, so it's offensive to God to say, but when we were in Egypt, we had this and this and this. But what did you have to do to have that and that and that? We were in Egypt. We had lights, but you were a slave. So how does he have to lead them? He leads them with a pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. You ready? So they can find their way. What did God give them? Look at me. Look at me. Say, what am I getting in transition? He gave them a schedule. See, for some of you, watch me. Your life has ran you, but you're about to reverse that thing and run your life. Come on. We got to go. Verse 13. He says, you gave them regulations and instructions. Say, what am I getting in transition? Structure. For some of you, you're just way too all over the place. So transition makes you have to have structure. Y'all not talking to me. Because now you got to keep your stuff together. Why? Because if I don't keep it together, I might lose it. Now you got to pay attention to your finances. Why? You have to budget because you don't have what you used to have. So y'all ain't talking. He's giving you structure. Let's go. Verse 15. You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry. And water from a rock when they were thirsty. So he gave them a schedule. He gave them structure. He gave them sustenance. Sustenance. This is the fuel that they needed. What are you getting in the wilderness? The fuel that you need. And here's the thing about the manna. It only lasted one day. It only lasted one day. Say one day. Which means it was only enough to last the day. So that means the next day they had to trust him to provide it again. See, some of y'all keep saying, Lord, I want to be closer to you. He said, we're going to get real close because you're going to have to trust me step by step. Day by day. You're going to have to trust that I'm going to make a way. You're going to have to trust that I'm going to open the door. Is there anybody in this building or online where you have to trust him step by step, day by day? Let's go. Schedule, structure, sustenance. Let's go. He says, you commanded them to go and take possession of the land. So this means he gave them a setting. He gave them a setting. When I set the temperature to something, that's good, but too much. <laughs> I didn't need it right there. But come on, you can, come on, in just a second. Y'all come on. Y'all ready? They ready, though. Touch your neighbor. Say, they ready. Yeah. Ready. That's it. I'm telling you. Come on. That's it. Okay, ready. So watch me. When I set the temperature in a building, I'm telling the building, come to this temperature. Which means it's going to release air or heat, depending on what day in Denver it is. Because one day you can wear shorts, and the next day you got to have a red hoodie on in the house. Watch me. When I set my navigation, it's going to tell me the steps I need to take to get to where I set it to. So when he set them and gave them a setting, what he was really doing is giving them a sense, watch me, of purpose for living. Because for years you lived to build this for Pharaoh. Now you're about to build it for yourself. Let's go. Open up your mouth. And make this declaration and say step by step.
and day by day. Verse 16. But our ancestors were proud and stubborn. So if your ancestors were proud and stubborn, this means it's trying to get you too. And they paid no attention to your commands. Why do people not listen and follow directives? Because they're proud and stubborn. See, it's not that you didn't understand. You just didn't want to. You ever met somebody that played dumb? And the reason they played dumb, <laughs> come on. And you're like, you're playing dumb because the truth is you just don't want to do it. Because you know, you heard exactly what I said. Like touch your neighbor. Oh, this neighbor? What other neighbor? We'll go get in the car, go home, and go to. Our ancestors were proud and stubborn. Say, Lord, don't let me be proud and stubborn. And they paid no attention to your commands, which means you gave them a setting, but their pride made them stumble. So you've given them schedule, you've given them structure, you've given them sustenance, you give them setting, but they stumble. Verse 19, but in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. Watch me. This is going to make me run off this stage. The pillar of cloud still led them day by day. And the pillar of fire still led them through the night. Is there anybody where even though you stumbled, he still has been taken care of? Oh, YouTube, type still. Facebook, type still. On the app, type still. In this building, holler still. He's still been taking care of you. Look. Look, verse 20. Look, verse 20. You sent them your good spirit to instruct them. He said, I'm still taking care of you. I got he said, I should have let you die in the wilderness. When you just decided, I'm going to take a break from God, God says, I should have broke your behind down. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? But the Bible says, he says, but the pillar of cloud still. See, maybe you've never sinned. So this is why you don't understand the power of steel. Because what kind of love is this to where you deliberately disobey what I said and I should just hold your breath so that you but I still woke you up this morning. Started you on your way. Is there anybody in the building where he still Still, still, tell somebody say still, he's still been taking care of you. When you sat there and went worship, if I was God, I would have said this is your last breath, but he still kept you. When you wouldn't lift your hands, I would have said your arms ain't going to work, but he still kept you. When I said clap and you didn't clap, if I was God, I'd take your arms away, but he still Let's go. We got to go. We got to go. Come on, stand. We got to go. Stand. We got to go. Come on, stand on your feet. In the building, in the line. We got to go. He says, you sent your good spirit to instruct them. So what did he give them? He gave them a shepherd. <laughs> he said he gave them a shepherd. Come on, for every harvester, just say, I have a shepherd. Listen, you, you, you're not out here wandering. Oh, watch me. You're not here trying to figure out where you're supposed to be. You know good and doggone well that you heard the voice of your shepherd. Whether you're in Denver, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Indiana, South Africa, France, Canada, Manitoba, uh, Belize. Say, I have a shepherd. You are not like those that have no shepherd. Watch me. And for some of you, you're not tapping into what you have. You missed it. What's the goal of a shepherd? Come on, let's go over here. Come on, let's go over here. Come on, let's go over here. He leads you to green pastures. Come on. He gave them a shepherd. And you did not stop giving them manna or water. For 40 years. For 40 years. What did he do? He sustained them. Look at me. Why did it last for 40 years? Because they were proud and stubborn. It, it was only supposed to take 11 days. And I don't know who needs to hear this. Hear me. What you have delayed 
Now, do not, when I say these instructions, please only follow these if you're serious about what I say. So I'm going to say it first and then give you an opportunity to respond. Normally, as I say it, y'all will shout and rejoice. Just listen first and shout inside. Okay, y'all don't even play. Just shout internally, okay? Because I need you to mean this when you say this. Because, because when you say this, watch me, the angels are going to pick up what you say. And they're about to bring it to pass. Now, look at me. It took 40 years for them because they were proud and stubborn. It was only supposed to take 11 days. Listen. Okay. Okay. You ready? I heard the Lord say just a second ago that whatever you had delayed, you will be there before the end of this calendar year. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're supposed to shout inside. Shout in the inside. I know y'all don't even know how to, we don't know how to do that at Harvest. We're like, I don't, we do not know how to do that over here. Okay? Now, here's what you're going to release. You're going to say this in the atmosphere. If you want to keep wandering, please don't say anything. It, please, please just be quiet. Just, 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 you know, just be quiet. Don't say nothing. Okay? We love you. Nothing but love for you. Okay? But just, shh, hush. Somebody's calling your name. You ready? But for every person where you know there's some areas of your life, where some of that delay, that ain't been the devil. That's been your pride, and that's been your stubbornness. What's stubbornness? You won't move fast enough. What's pride? You don't want to look crazy. You ready? You ready? Now, here's what you're going to make this declaration. Hands lifted in the building and online. Say, every delay that's been in my life because of my pride and my stubbornness as of tonight I speak that delay is lifted and I'll possess by the end of this year now you get to shout right there I'll be there by December 31st you're going to be in it by December 31st you're going to have possession by December, every delay has been to your benefit, but every delay you cause is about to be over. Verse 21, for 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness and they lacked nothing. So you're complaining that it's temporary, but God says, but what do you lack? You're complaining that it ain't the job you wanted, but question, what do you lack? You're complaining that I thought I'd be there by now. I'm 32. I thought I'd be there by now. I'm 45. I thought I'd be there by now. I'm 67. But okay, question. Have you looked at the rest of, watch me. Have, have you looked at how well you are doing? Look at this. Look at this. He says their clothes didn't wear out. And their feet didn't swell. What does this mean? That their shoes didn't wear out. Which means God says, while you're, while you're frustrated about the transition and about what's not permanent, have you paid attention to the fact that you're doing fine? But it's about to get a whole lot better. Wednesday, I gotta go. But I just need you to say, it's about to get a whole lot better. Lift your hands. Worship our God for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Come on, in the building, end online. While you're worshiping, use one of those hands. Grab your communion elements. While you're worshiping, grab your communion elements in the building, end online. While you're worshiping, get your communion. It's just worship, 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 worship. If you need to become a Christian tonight, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to come back to the Lord. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure wherever you're at, on three, in the building, you slip your hand up online, you do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. God loves you. You know what got me tonight about this whole message tonight, step by step, day by day? He's still. He heard all of what you said about him in your head. 
Now, I got the Holy Ghost. I can tell you what you said. And you know what he did? See, I thank God I met God. Because I was God. You said, what in your head? Your mama. Listen, I was... I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Not really, but I'm just playing. No, no, I, I really am just playing. I'm just playing. He's still. This is why I don't understand how we can't be faithful to one that is so faithful. Like you're complaining about bread. Okay, I'll drop it from heaven. You complain about meat. I'll let a bunch of birds fly up to you. You complain about water. I'll make a rock open up and give you water. You're complaining about clothes, but I keep making your clothes new every day. In fact, I'll make the outfit you have. You wore it four times this week, but nobody can tell the difference because of the way you put that thing. I'll make it so that people look, you always got new shoes, and what they don't know is you just take good care of what you got so it always looks like you got new. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself, Lord, be sure. In the building, you're going to slip your hand up when I count to three. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. I got online ambassadors on every platform. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. That's you. Respond wherever you're at. Respond wherever you're at. And church, we can celebrate that. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fail or if I fall, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer. Scan that QR code on the screen or text Harvest to 55498 and the option for salvation. Why should I do that, Bishop? Because we're going to give you a message right away called What Next to teach you what to do now that you've given your life to the Lord. Listen, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Uh, anything uncovered spoils. I get lots of messages from people sometimes, and they say, Bishop, will you mentor me? Bishop, will you this? Bishop, will you that? And, and it, I, it takes me a while to respond because I get a lot. But I, I'll often ask this question, well, who's your pastor? Well, I don't have a, have a pastor. I said, well, why do you want a mentor and you don't even have a pastor? I said, because a lot of what you're trying to get one-on-one, -on -one, you'd get it if you just submit yourself to a shepherd. How many therapy bills have you saved because you were able to just come to church? Y'all ain't going to say that. How, mu how, how much did you not have to go through because all you had to do was put on a message, put on a pop-up, put on the work? How many healings did you get? How much did God turn around in your life because you had a shepherd? Somebody say, I'm covered. And as a man, as a man that covers, I am covered. Everybody needs a shepherd. Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. So some of you, you need to go ahead and connect. You know I'm your shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America, around the world. This is a spiritual connection, so it's not about a physical location. You can be anywhere. Text Harvest to 55498 and uh, enter the option for Join HC, for Join Harvest Church. Our church is growing every single day. I looked at the report today. I said, I added, I saw one list, and then I looked at the other. I said, I said, wow, God. Wow. And it's spiritual, so it's not based on what's in a building. Can we just rejoice that every day God is saving people and connecting people, Harvest? Black, white, tall, short, everybody. Everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. So you can connect and be a part of the family or scan the QR code. Would you peel back the top layer of your communion elements? We did our first communion in Atlanta on Sunday. What are we doing? We're building our team in Atlanta. These are interest services. We're building our team. You know what's so interesting is every time I stand and I talk to a lot of people in Atlanta, they'll say, you know, Bishop, thank you for doing these consistently because we've seen so many people promise us and then just disappear on us. We've seen so many people pop up, and then that's all they do is pop up, and then they shut down. I said, well, my middle name is Consistency. And one lady on Sunday, she said, are you really going to come? She said, because this is what me and my husband have been praying for. They might be watching right now. We've been praying for this, but are you really going to be here? Are y'all are, are really going to, is Harvest really going to do this? 
And I said, if you knew the resistance that I've had to go through just to get a Sunday night. And so harvest, we are harvest. Somebody say, we are harvest. And I'm proud of it. Peel that, peel that top layer back. For those of you online, you can get communion elements. We'll send them to you totally free of charge. You just have to pay the shipping. You scan the QR code. We bless them. We send them to you so you can do communion with us. Father, as a bishop in your church, transform this to your blood and your body. We receive this now in remembrance of what you've done. Peel the first layer back. You can receive the bread. Peel that next layer back. Lift it towards heaven. On the night Jesus was betrayed, what a God. He held up a chalice of wine and he said, this is my blood, the blood of a new covenant. It washes you. Say, I'm washed. It cleanses you. Say, I'm cleansed. Look at me. Everybody open your eyes. Look at me. Whatever sins you did all the way up to this very second, say, covered in the blood. Don't you ever let the devil punk you because you made a mistake or punk you because you failed. All you got to do is tell him, I'm covered in the blood. Don't you let people try. You used to do this. Used to. Well, you, you used to do that. Used to. Were you still struggling with that? Struggling mean I ain't gave up. That's a word for somebody. If it's a struggle, that means you ain't punked out and gave up. And you're about to win that fight. Lift the wine or juice towards the heavens. Father, as a bishop in your church, transform this now to your blood and your body that me might receive it. In Jesus' name, you can drink the juice. They gave me a lot of blood of Jesus tonight. I got the whole body tonight, my God. You can pass your elements to the end of your road. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? I said, did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Listen, come on, we're going to sow the seal. Our seat tonight's 21 for Nehemiah 921. What's our seat tonight? What's a sow the seal? When a word speaks life into you, you sow into that word to seal it. Where's that at in the Bible, Bishop? First Samuel chapter number 9. The Bible says when that man of God gave them instructions, they sowed into that to seal that. And several other places, but that's just the simplest place to reference you to. I just sold it using text to give. And what are we going to call this seed? You're going to call this seed SBS, step by step. Step by step. He's been taking care of you step by step, day by day. I was on my way. I have to be honest. I was a little delayed getting to the building tonight because I was having a conversation with a pastor. And, and it got so good, I, I looked down and I said, man, I got to go. Um, because I had to start recounting everything that God has been doing. And I said, whoa, look at this and look at this and look at this and look at what he did this. And, and I said, I'm just getting a revelation of all of what God has been doing in this conversation. You got to hear me. He's been leading you step by step, day by day. How can you so use text to give? Text him out to 84321. Tap or enter Harvest Church. Tap the link when you see the V. That's where you want to be. You can also use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Mail it in. P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. Cash out. Dollar sign. Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. I love you, Wednesday. So let's remember our Sunday schedule, 915, one combined experience here in Denver. And then Sunday night, uh, Sunday night interest service in Atlanta, 6 p.m., this upcoming Sunday night uh, at 4479 South Atlanta Road, Southeast. All that information is on our website. What are we doing? We're building our team. What are we doing? We're doing what we've been saying we've been doing for years. One church, global locations. If you pay attention to the intro, it says wherever you are, we are. Because we're bigger than a zip code. We're bigger than a building. And even in transition, we stack it. What does that mean? God's adding every day. Lives are being changed every day. Great things are happening every day. And you have a shepherd that's committed. I said you have a shepherd that's committed. I'm not doing this for any other reason except to obey God. I tried running from him. He snatched me up. 
I don't plan on running again. <laughs> Let's give it to the Lord in the building and online. You say, Bishop, I want to sow more than 21. Sow more than 21. I want to do 210. Do that. You say, Bishop, I don't have 21. Get as close as you can to it. But everybody sow something tonight into this word. If it's $2.10, sow something. And just say, Father, thank you for leading me. Step by step and day by day. You're into the details of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Masters are passing here at Grape Street. Once you give, you're totally free to go online. Scan the QR code. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.